Hi, and welcome to Experience Points by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. I'm your host, Dave Ang, from Gamespace Learning by University XP. Find out more at universityxp.com. On this episode, we'll cover game dynamics. Dynamics and loops are one of the most important elements of your game design. When thinking about your game dynamics, it's important to consider the following two questions. One, what are actions that players can take? Two, how do those actions help them achieve the game objective? Game dynamics are made up of the different actions that players can take in your game. For old standbys like Monopoly, that includes rolling a pair of dice and then moving your pawn the appropriate number of spaces. For modern board games, this could include placing your worker and gaining corn or another resource. For tile-laying games like Carcassonne, this means playing one of your tiles and then letting the board grow from there. These are the different actions that players can take in your game. Alone, they are meaningful for the player, but together they form the game's dynamic. Specifically, the dynamic of the game is the larger changes that occur as a result of the player's actions. The kind of actions that players can take can be incredibly varied. Even more so when you consider the different types of games that use the same kind of actions, i.e. roll and move, tile laying, worker placement, etc. The larger game dynamic unfolds when these players use these actions in relation to other players. However, the choice of their actions is dependent on the objective of the game. Are players attempting to achieve a specific outcome for themselves? Are they attempting to achieve something together? Are they trying to accomplish something in the game? The difference in these objectives affect the different types of dynamics, which include competition, cooperation, narrative, social, and progression. Each type of game dynamic connects players' actions to the objective in the game. Competitive games are meant to determine a single person or a team as the winner. Cooperative games are meant to enable players to work together to achieve a common goal. Narrative dynamics have players exploring the story of the game. Social and party games are meant to primarily host fun interactions between players. Progression and legacy games are meant to reward players for repeated plays where more content is unlocked over time. When players take these actions in games, they create a pattern of loops that become part of a larger sequence of play. These patterns of loops that players take are the core loop. The core loop is the main way that players play your game. An example of a competitive dynamic is in chess, where players move their pieces legally until one player's king is trapped and can no longer move. Conversely, a game like Pandemic has a cooperative dynamic where players take actions until either one of the following two outcomes occur. The viruses are eliminated or the viruses take over the planet. Similarly, the classic tabletop role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons is heavily dependent on the narrative dynamic. That is where players experience a world and a story together as their characters. Dynamics can further be broken down into different levels. Those levels include primary dynamics, secondary dynamics, and main dynamics. Primary dynamics are the summative types of actions which move the game state forward. They can be seen in poker whenever a player folds. When all players fold, the hand is over and a new hand is dealt. Secondary dynamics, on the other hand, changes the player's state. In Battleship, a player calls out a coordinate. That coordinate results in either a hit or a miss the result of which changes the player's board and determines how many more shots they can sustain. Lastly, main dynamics change both the game state as well as the player state. In the social deduction game Werewolf, the villagers can nominate to eliminate a player. If that person is a werewolf, then a player is lost, and the villager team moves one step closer to victory. Dynamics are one of the best ways for designers to create tension in games because they already harness player motivations to achieve the objective of the game. Specifically, primary dynamics causes tension from the game. Secondary dynamics cause tension for other players. Finally, main dynamics cause tension for players from the game. 
Dynamics are present in games represent two different types of actions, mainly their breadth and their depth. The dynamics generated by players determine the pace of the activity and the game. That pace is highly subjective and one that designers aim to identify in their designs. You can have long Euro games that play at a fast pace and short filler games that have a slower pace. That means that controlling for this pace is another aspect of designing dynamics for games. That way, these primary, secondary, and main dynamics play with each other also determine the pace of the game. That pace is what gives the game a unique signature. There are several types of dynamics which are determined by the objective of the game. Those include competitive dynamics, cooperative dynamics, narrative, social, as well as progression, and legacy dynamics. Dynamics are ultimately created by the designer, but utilized by the player. They are a pattern of loops that becomes a larger sequence of play. Those dynamics include three levels in primary, secondary, and main dynamics. Each level serves to affect and influence the player on several different levels. Each level allows the game to create tension from player decisions. That interplay between player decisions is what gives a game a specific signature. I hope you found this episode useful. If you'd like to learn more, then a great place to start is with my free course on gamification. You can sign up for it at universityxp.com gamification. You can also get a full transcript of this episode, including links to references in the description or show notes. Thanks for joining me. Again, I'm your host, Dave Eng from Gamespace Learning by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. If you like this episode, please consider commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Subscribing is absolutely free and ensures that you'll get the next episode of Experience Points delivered directly to you. I'd also love it if you took some time to rate the show. I live to lift others with learning, so if you found this episode useful, consider sharing it with someone who could also benefit. Also, make sure to visit University XP online at universityxp.com. University XP is also on Twitter at university underscore XP and on Facebook at University XP. Also, feel free to email me anytime. I'm at dave at universityxp.com. Game on.